0: Welcome to Great Loop Radio, brought to you by America's Great Loop Cruisers Association. We're dedicated to sharing Great Loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising, planning for, or dreaming about a Great Loop adventure. This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today we're going to talk a bit about how to select your stopping points when you're on the Great Loop. So whether that might be a marina for the night or an anchorage, we'll provide some details on how to select that and what you should look for in both of those. This is a particularly um, salient point right now, as we have some loopers out there who are dealing with the COVID-19 restrictions and trying to make sure they're safe along the way. So we'll talk about that a little bit um, as a general topic, but also how it might apply to those who are out there cruising right now. Before we start, I do wanna take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Benito, Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passagemaker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage our listeners to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. And speaking of sponsors, our, our guest today is... Um, one of our sponsors, Jeremy Dan, is actually one of the founder and CEO of Untold Horizons, LLC. They are voyage planning advisors, and uh, Jeremy is going to help us with this topic today. He's got an extensive boating resume. So, Jeremy, welcome, and why don't you go ahead and, and tell our listeners about yourself and about your boating experiences.
1: Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Kim. Uh, yeah, so, uh, as he said, you know, I'm the, the owner and, and, and operator of Untold Horizons, Um, And we're a voyage planning service where professional mariners prepare uh, in-depth voyage plans for recreational boaters to help them get to their destination safely. So uh, I I grew up in Connecticut in a non-boating family, but uh, when I was a kid, you know, I went to a wooden boat building camp and that kind of unraveled this whole uh, boating uh, thing for me. Uh, I ended up going to a high school in New Haven, Connecticut, which specialized in maritime trades called the Salon School. And that's where I learned how to sail. And from there, I would spend my summers as crew sailing vessels uh, in the area. Uh, I then attended Maine Maritime Academy, where I focused on traditional sailing vessels as well as commercial towing vessels. Uh, Spent two years sailing, uh, in doing blue water, Sailing as a, as a instructor, uh, sailing in places like Bermuda, down the Caribbean, Haiti, and then went to work on tugboats uh, really all over the country. Um, started off towing oil rigs, uh, doing ship assist work. Uh, and the, the most recent company i worked for, uh, oil barges and uh, bunker ships, meaning we, we, we bring barges alongside ships to refuel them. And I've uh, been sailing as the captain there for uh, the last 18 months.
0: And, Jeremy, when you and I were kind of doing a pre-interview for this, you were talking about uh, the fact that you were working in, in New York Harbor when New York City went into lockdown because of COVID-19. So tell us a little bit about what that <clears throat> experience was like.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, we, we generally work uh, in two-week intervals. Um, and so at the very start of my two weeks, Uh, In New York, Um, the city really started to get COVID-19. They hadn't shut down the city yet, but uh, people were really panicking, uh, just like everywhere else. Grocery stores were absolutely mobs. Um, You know, we've got a pretty big fleet in New York Harbor. um, And very I mean, I think just about everybody couldn't get to the grocery stores because they were so full of people. Uh, trying to stock up, and whatnot. So, l- luckily for us, uh, we had a, a stuff on the boat from the other crew that relieves us um, that we were able to use, and and they were able to uh, resupply food from their from their homes, really, um, and bring them into New York City when they re- went to relieve us. But it was uh, it was really a, a nerve wracking experience because boat we, we stand six hour watches so it was like twice a day you wake up and you turn on the news and it was like all right what's the damage report uh, and uh, listen on as the city slowly uh, shut down and you know there's it's, it's a tricky tricky thing because you know we're, we're dealing with bringing uh, these bunker barges which are essentially like floating gas stations alongside these ships to refuel them. Uh, trying to keep the supply chain going.
0: So yeah, definitely a challenging experience, Jeremy. And that's one of the reasons we decided to cover this topic right now. Um, And I know, and our listeners know if they've been paying attention, particularly to social media, there is a lot of controversy right now about whether anyone um, that's not part of an essential service should be trying to move a Uh boat. And we're not here to weigh in on that either way. What we are encouraging our members to do is shelter in place. And for some, if they're living aboard, shelter in place may mean staying on the boat. Um, and it may mean right. if they're, you know, trying to get home or need to be home, that they may be moving that boat, but taking the same precautions, I hope, as those who are sheltering in place, land-based, um, you know, only going to mm. grocery stores when needed, etc. So we're going to try and stay out of the controversy of that because each captain really has to make sure that they're following whatever local travel restrictions and and other restrictions are in place. But we do know there are some circumstances where boats have to be on the move or need to be on the move. So we're going to talk in general terms, um, but also see if we can apply that a little bit to what some of our members might be dealing with now. So first of all, in the general terms, um, you know, people who haven't boated for long periods of time may be a little bit unsure of how they should go about selecting their stops. And as you probably know by now, Jeremy, loopers tend to be a pretty social group. So sometimes people are uh, you know, following others on where they should stop for the night based on where boats they've met are stopping. But not everyone's needs are necessarily the same in what works for them in a marina. So talk a little bit about what factors people maybe should consider before selecting one, uh, because it does go way beyond the facility itself, right?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when it comes to when I, when I, when I am planning a trip, you know, I'm looking at a general area to start out with rather than a specific spot. Um, but I'm looking to see if this general area can essentially provide all of the essential, uh, things that a full service marina would, uh, cause obviously beyond doing a great loop, not every place has a full service marina. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure that you can get fuel, water, trash taken care of, uh, power if you need it, get hauled out, uh, pump, a pump out service, trying to make sure that all those uh, key things are available for the event you need it. Uh, but it's also important to take note of where your nearest uh, hospital is, the nearest police station, um, you want to have contact information for all of those places in case something were to happen, um, whether, and, and uh, your local, uh, coast guard contact information, uh, a, a harbor master, if that's available, um, those sorts of things that way, if anything were to happen, or if you had questions about something, you could, you could call them up, um, and, uh, get some information. Uh, but, and you also want to take into account, um, and certain marinas may not might be older. Uh, they might uh, not be offer as much protection from certain elements with wind out of certain directions. Um, so it's just something to keep in mind uh, as you're planning your trips.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I think particularly now those are some interesting points because I don't think many of us, uh, loopers are generally a healthy group, and I don't think many of us really consider where the nearest hospital is when we're making those selections. And, you know, you may not be making the selection solely based on that, but knowing what the options are, particularly right now, is is probably pretty important. So, some things to consider that some maybe don't. Um, What about, you know, there's differences besides protection um, from the elements. There's differences in the amenities at marinas. So, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how should someone go about really deciding what their cruising style is going to be and what might be important to them in a place to stop, particularly if they're thinking about spending multiple nights in the same place?
1: Yeah, so um, as, far, as far as that goes, you know, it kind of kind of depends on your own what what you're personally looking for if you're looking for uh, more luxurious things, I and mean, you know you obviously want to you want to make sure. Like I know for me, if, if I'm on a boat going somewhere, it's nice to, if there's even like uh, showers or, or, uh, you know, just washing facilities that could wash all your clothes that are, that are, that are in good condition. And there, there's ways that you can uh, uh, find this information out, you know, I know waterway guys and uh, Navionics, they're all integrated with the uh, active captain there and people list reviews and that sort of thing. Um, and it it's, it, helpful and that you know you can hopefully it's an up-to-date review and it tells you what kind of condition it's maintained in um, so you can have a more enjoyable time with your stay
0: yeah and i know for myself people ask me for recommendations as loopers are coming through and i'm here in charleston um loopers always ask me for recommendations on what marina they should stay at at charleston and without more information on their needs and wants that's an impossible question to answer Um, yeah you yeah. know, they, is price the most important factor for you or is having some of those resort-style amenities the most important? Or exactly. since you're arriving without transportation, is being close to the downtown area the most important consideration? So for anybody listening <clears throat> who's contemplating all this, those are the types of things to consider for yourself before looking for recommendations is what really are you looking for? And that could change I, on a, a fairly regular basis since you are on a very extended Cruise. so jeremy if you're on the great loop and you're moving regularly um, how much time would you expect it to take to do this research and would you research to that level you know of where hospitals are where uh, police stations are for each and every stop or is that something you would save if you plan to stay multiple nights
1: uh, yeah so that, that's a, so um, it, it, it takes time to do this research and being that the great loop is such a uh, huge on uh, taking um, you know the way I've addressed it with uh, people taking on the great loop is that I, I for my, my voyage plans, I essentially uh, just uh, prepare just one or two legs at a time being that everything is changing constantly um, might be little changes but they're still changing uh, you know you have to deal with uh, hurricane seasons coming up soon so that could drastically change everything so I find it much easier, much less of a headache, to just kind of take it uh, one, one or two legs at a time. Uh, do the research, um, and that way you can still enjoy yourself on your trip and not spend all your time doing research. Um, and uh, as far as you know, length of stay, um, if you're just going to, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend uh, looking into. A, getting an idea of what's around you, uh, even if it is just for a short stay, just so you have an idea um, of what your options are if something were to come up.
0: Right. And and we always, you know, we always expect for the best, but voters really should plan for the worst. So right. it's yeah. unlikely to happen, yeah. but in the event that you do need a hospital and it happens to be someplace you were only staying for, you know, a brief overnight and maybe didn't check into it, um, right. you know, hopefully it will never happen, but that could be the one time that you do need some kind of a resource you haven't checked for. So certainly some things to keep in mind. Um, so moving a little bit to today's current environment with COVID-19, um, and you know, each state, sometimes each County, sometimes each city has different travel restrictions. Um, and that's causing different closures at marinas along the way. Um, so I know you're about to go back to work in New York Harbor, but if you were traveling by boat right now, Jeremy, Jeremy, what would be your, you know, are there additional steps you would take before leaving the dock to determine what that next stop should be?
1: Um, yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, it's tough because, uh, I mean, obviously you want to make sure you pick out a place like, like it, it's great. What, um, You've, you've done with the waterway guide where they, they're listing what uh, marinas are still open and notes about who's taking transient boaters and that sort of thing. So that's very helpful, um, state by state. And um, so looking at that, you know, you could be like, all right, well, what's the, what's the realistic goal for me to reach the next open marina uh, if I need a marina? Um, um, and if not, you could always just anchor. Uh, you'll have an idea of what's around in that area in case you need it. and uh, If anything happens, you can dip into uh, a marina and get a shore. So you're really uh, having to take really double and triple check everything regularly to make sure that things aren't closing on you as you're on your way up there. Um, Making actual contact with people over the phone at the marina let them know that you're hey i'm coming if something changes please call me <laughs> you know Yeah, I mean, uh, that's great advice and yeah sure. yeah and that's uh, uh, what yeah.
0: we're kind of seeing happening and, and waterway guide um we helped them populate the original list um but for those yeah. of you who haven't visited it waterwayguide.com if you just visit their main page um you there's a big red button right there on the home page for COVID-19 marina statuses. And they are continuing to update that. As changes come in, it's changing frequently. So as Jeremy said, please be sure to call ahead. If you are making the decision that you need to be on the move right now, um, I would highly suggest not dropping those lines in the morning unless you have identified your next stop and called ahead. So I would start with what Waterway Guide is showing. And if they're showing some places open, um, definitely call and make sure that that is still the case and that they do have room for you before leaving a safe harbor. And what we've seen happen as this has spread, um, really starting from Florida, is where the restrictions started. And for the most part, it seems that the different jurisdictions have started from boating is non-essential and you, you, all of the marinas are closed. Um, Uh And then as that started, they've kind of changed a little bit and realized, hey, there are people who live aboard. And for them, closing down marinas is akin to, you know, turning off the plumbing and and sewage system for people who live on land and removing any ability Uh for them to get to food. Um, And and that has been realized. So we have seen that loosen up a little bit in in a lot of places. So um, there's a lot of confusion because boaters tend to be a second thought, so to speak as these regulations Uh are coming down and because of that i think it's it's starting out um harsher than it should be for boaters and then eventually over the course of days and weeks um the powers that be are having time to assess that and realize that boaters can be on the move if they're following precautions like everybody else should be Um, you know again we are recommending shelter in place um but there are those who maybe have to move or if you're living aboard you know it may not make much of a difference if you're moving versus staying put so uh but definitely a more challenging time and and use those resources that jeremy mentioned but definitely do some additional due diligence right now um jeremy let's take a quick break and play a message from one of our sponsors uh when we come back we will jump into a little bit about how you might make these decisions if you're planning to anchor as opposed to tie up at a marina so we'll be back in a moment
2: Winter Harbor Marina is located on the Oneida River, 1.5 miles west of Oneida Lake in Brewerton, New York, just minutes from Syracuse International Airport. Winter Harbor offers the lowest diesel fuel and gas prices from New York City to Canada. If you find a lower posted documented price, they will match it. Their amenities include complimentary courtesy vehicle, 24-hour pay-at-the-pump fueling, dockside water and cable TV, pristine bathrooms and showers, and emergency haul-out service. For more information, call 315-676-9276 or visit www.winterharborllc.com. Winter Harbor is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio.
0: My guest today is Jeremy Dan. He is the one of the founders um, and the operator of Untold Horizons LLC, which is a voyage planning advisor, and they are also sponsors of AGLCA, so we certainly appreciate that, Jeremy. Uh, we've been sharing a little bit about how to select where to make your – nightly stops when you're on your great loop so let's talk a little bit about anchoring because we are seeing more and more loopers who prefer to anchor regardless of whether that's for the enjoyment of the solitude or whether that's because it's a very cost-effective way to do the loop Um, you know we talked about looking for uh, resources about your stops where you can find provisions what uh, facilities are available things like um, medical care how should you approach that if you're planning to anchor? Should you be searching for those same shoreside resources before you pick an anchorage?
1: I think, I think it's uh, I, I wouldn't determine an anchorage based on your shoreside options um, but when, when when you do decide to go anchor somewhere and you've got your spot picked out, I would uh, recommend just browsing around to see what is available uh, in the immediate area just so you have an idea. Um,
0: and, and what's the best resource yeah. to do that kind of of browsing um you know if if you're n- not so much information about a viable anchorage but once you've kind of narrowed it down to a few viable anchorages how would you suggest searching the immediate area for what else might be there is you know Google Earth a resource or how would you do Yeah
1: that? yeah uh so i i often use either i mean there's there's uh Google uh Earth or Google Maps Bing has a very similar um maps feature uh where you can if you go to anchor in a harbor you can type in the harbor it'll pull it up and then you can type in hospitals and it'll show the nearest hospitals uh it's really quite handy um so that's
0: that's great for finding the shoreside things you might need while you're there um, but probably a step before that is, is kind of narrowing down the viable anchorages for you uh, from an anchoring standpoint, not a shoreside standpoint. So tell us a little bit right. about some resources for identifying anchorages and selecting which might be the best for you.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, for, for as far as identifying a good anchorage, um, I tend to look first for Uh, what kind of protection the anchorage offers uh, from just the the lee shores, how much, um, like, is it protecting me from uh, winds from just out of the the eastern half of the compass, or does it have three-quarters of the compass covered as far as protection from wind direction, Uh, that sort of thing, Um, and kind of comparing that to what the forecast is saying uh, so I know if it's a viable option, if it's going to protect me from the wind and wave action that might develop, uh, if there is any. Um, and from there, uh, I go and check. It's like, all right, well, how deep is the water in this, this cove or harbor? Um, is there a good spot where uh, it's, it's shallow enough for me to anchor, but not not too shallow? You know, you generally want to anchor with a scope, uh, which is uh, with, with five to seven times the water depth, to seven times the water depth of that's your anchor road out for proper holding in, in good weather um and uh, so you need to keep, keep that in your account um and uh and then from there you want to it's like all right so if the, if the water depth looks good to anchor uh what kind of bottom features are there is it mud is it rocks uh, you know, rocks don't rocks are, can be quite messy. You know, you could lose your anchor or just won't hold at all. You know, mud offers great holding, uh, and so those kind of things you, you want to look at to make sure that you're going to be secure.
0: Where do you find that kind of information on bottom features, Jeremy?
1: Uh, so for uh, you can find it right on the chart. Uh, so if you're if you're looking at the chart, uh, there'll be uh, letters. Um, staggered throughout the, the chart uh, so it'll be m for mud or r for rocks uh, uh, p for pebbles s for sand that kind of thing sh for shells uh, and if you're unfamiliar with those little symbols there's a book called chart number one that explains all the symbols that are on the chart
0: Excellent. That's great information. And of course, the, some of the resources that you mentioned earlier, like Active Captain and Waterway Guide also mark some anchorages too. Um, so that might be a yeah. place to get yeah. some some reviews and things like that if you don't have some other options or some other resources to turn to. Um, this has been really helpful, Jeremy. You're actually, as I mentioned, you're headed back to work shortly. Um, any suggestions for loopers who may still be traveling in terms of what they should expect? Um, most of them, that, as near as I can tell, the ones on the move are finishing their loop on the East Coast and are kind of just working their way towards home and, and not getting to experience the loop in terms of seeing all the sites. but some of them may be working their yeah. way towards New York Harbor where you're going to be, so so So, you know, any thoughts about what they should expect or any extra safety precautions they should be taking during this time?
1: Yeah, um, the the good thing about being on the boat is that you're in control of uh, your routine. Um, And I know working professionally on boats and ships, uh, cleaning daily, uh, multiple times a day nowadays, um, is totally in your control and you can keep things Uh, Very sanitary, and that's good in these times. Um, As far as your interactions go, making your way up, uh, speaking with somebody just yesterday, who uh, managed to tie up in Hilton Head, and uh, yeah, he was saying he he had managed to make his way back from the Bahamas, uh, and um, but yeah, he was saying he was stopped by just about every authority that came by and uh, made sure that they were, you know, uh, keeping to themselves and social distancing and just um, you're really trying to look out for both yourself and everybody else uh, by keeping everything clean, uh, wearing protective equipment if you have it, um, and keeping your social distancing. And and so just, yeah, just be careful. Yeah.
0: Again, that's great advice um, because a boat is a great place to social distance, but you do still need to be concerned when you come ashore for, um, provisions yeah. or whatever else, um, and it's just as Jeremy said, thinking of the others around as well as yourself. So, um, Jeremy, thanks for the information. Stay safe as you return to work, and, and um, especially headed for New York City, we'll be thinking of you.
1: Yes, thank
0: to, you. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We'll be, next, we'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, stay safe and well, and safe cruising.